Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Cattlecast. Today I will be talking to fellow BCVA board member Sally Wilson about her experiences whilst being pregnant as somebody who is self-employed and also while she was the boss. Also to try and get a different viewpoint, Sally will be discussing how she went about being the employer of a pregnant vet and her thoughts about how we return to work. So then Sally, over to you. My name is Sally Wilson. I'm a dairy vet, been qualified since 2002. I've had my own farm practice in Somerset since 2007. I've got two primary school aged children and I have worked full time throughout my pregnancy and went back to work quite quickly after I had both of them. So I've been a sole owner of a practice whilst pregnant and having a young baby. I've been a partner of a practice while having my second one. And then also I've employed assistant vet Heidi, who's now got two children. Her youngest is two, her eldest is four. And so I've sort of been through every sort of transition really from start to finish from being a self-employed person having a baby through to being an employer employing somebody who's having a baby all whilst doing on farm work so that's part of the reason why I'm talking to Kat today I thought we could talk a little bit about what's happened to me and and talk about what happened to Heidi and then also we could put it into context with how that that might work and how that might be relevant to other people yeah that sounds really interesting thank you let's start with your first pregnancy then when you were self-employed how did that go what happened was I was obsessed with the business really because I started the business from scratch and in 2007 and so it was quite a lot of work to get it up and running and a lot of the farmers were very much only about me really because I was sort of the main farm vet and then I had assistants which came and went but the business was really quite revolved around me so I felt quite conscious about taking time off to have a baby I didn't want the farmers to feel as though maybe they weren't the most important thing in my life anymore (laughs) that's quite a hard decision yeah yeah, it was it was a difficult one, really. My husband's a bit older than me as well, so he was quite keen to get on with it, and for want of a better phrase. <laughs> and I kept putting it off and putting it off because I just kept thinking, I can't think about trying to get the business going, trying to keep all these big clients, and then do a pregnancy and then do maternity leave. I just couldn't really, it just seemed a bit overwhelming, really. And as the time went on, eventually I just thought, right, there's never going to be a good time, particularly. I just need to get on with it, and I'm sure it will all fall into place so um, that's what we did and um, it was quite nerve-wracking the farmers were really understanding much more understanding than I expected there was one farmer who wasn't that understanding and unfortunately he left he just basically thought that I wouldn't be able to have a baby and work full-time as well and run a business he just said he didn't think it'd be possible so he went which was a massive blow because he was a big client and it was probably my biggest fear if I'm honest but I had to just face up to it and keep going really so got through the pregnancy unfortunately I had to go back to work quite early after I had my baby again just because I didn't have the business was quite young and I didn't really have the support of a partner and so it was quite difficult but you know you just deal with this stuff you just get through it really and then when I had my second baby when I had a business partner it just felt much more normal much more positive much more doable really but having said that the first time was doable in the end it was more the thought of it than actually getting on with it if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, no, I think that the first one is a lot of apprehension about lots of things and the business is just a massive added pressure. But it's interesting, you think your second one was easier. Do you think that was just because it was your second pregnancy or do you think the business partner had a quite a big part to play in that? No, I think the fact it was my second pregnancy was a bit easier. But no, I think it was more to do with the fact that the business was more established. I think I had the loyalty of my clients. They'd seen I'd done it once. They'd seen that we're in a better position now than I was the first time because I had a partner. And the first time was fine as far as they were concerned. So the second time was going to be fine. And so therefore, I relaxed a bit more. The only thing was, for, well, for both really, you feel quite guilty. So the second time around, because I was partner, I was still taking my drawings from the business effectively. I felt guilty because I felt as though Brendan, my business partner, had to take on all the routine work. I took three months maternity leave, but as it turned out, it wasn't really like real maternity leave because it was actually three months of not going on farm. But because I felt guilty because he was doing all my farm work, I basically took on loads of the stuff in the background and I was booking his work for him so he had more time to do on farm work and all this sort of thing. So it actually wasn't really proper time away and if I had the chance to do it again which I've been told in no uncertain terms by my husband that I never shall (laughs) if I did I would very much try and take at least eight weeks completely away because it's a special time you and this little baby and you can't ever repeat it once those first few weeks are gone they're gone you don't ever get them back so I suppose if I ever had one regret that's probably it but having said that you know I think my kids seem half normal and quite balanced so I think it must have gone all right (laughs) no that's always a good start it always seems a successful day if you manage to put them in bed and there's been no sort of A&E emergencies or any massive crises seems to just you know that's a successful day exactly yeah exactly just going a bit more into detail with uh, being pregnant and self-employed were there any big rules or regulations or legislation to go through there No, that was the main difference I found between doing it myself as a self-employed person and then going through it again with Heidi when she was employed. So as a self-employed person, there are literally no rules and regulations because you are completely responsible for yourself. It was my risk to take when I went on farm, whereas if I had an employee, an assistant vet, and she went on farm, that was still my risk to take in a way because I was responsible for her. So when I went through it the first time, just when it was me, it was just really a matter of using my common sense. I was really lucky because I had a good pregnancy. I wasn't ill or anything like that. I didn't have any physical issues or at all. I just kept going and I just sort of got bigger gradually without really noticing. I did used to worry about what would have happened if I didn't have a good pregnancy. And similarly, with Heidi she had two good pregnancies too so I think we've been lucky but I think you know you need to have some sort of as an employer and as an employee you need to have some sort of contingency plan for if your pregnancy doesn't go to plan and you're not quite 100% you're not very well for whatever reason and that is luckily for us something that we didn't have to face I think it's a lot of it's about risk you know it's everyone's approach to risk isn't it it's a bit like Covid different people have different attitudes to Covid some people are very blasé about it and think oh it's not going to affect me and other people are really very conscious of it and very careful about it and I think it's just every person has got a personal different attitude towards what level of risk is so for me I just sort of thought about 
taking care of our farm generally. So, for example, um, I didn't really take any additional precautions that I wouldn't normally take because I take precautions anyway. So, for example, I always wear gloves on farm anyway for cleanliness reasons because I just hate getting my hands dirty. I took the normal precautions that I would normally take to prevent catching a zoonosis because... To be honest, I wouldn't want to catch salmonella whether I was pregnant or whether I wasn't pregnant. So it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. Quite a lot of people get worried about handling the hormones, especially things like prostaglandin. But the way I yes. it was, I thought, right, well, I've never had a situation where I've injected myself accidentally with estromate or I've swallowed it by accident or anything like that in the past. So I figured that if I carried on as I was, the chances of that happening would probably continue to be quite small. So um, that's sort of the attitude that I took and I feel as though it 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 all worked out quite well really. So you you went on to as you said then when um Heidi was pregnant and you were the boss or you were employing somebody that was pregnant. Um how did how did that go step by step? Well it's funny actually because on a personal level I was a little bit worried about how it would go. I was worried about the legal side of it in terms of the risks that an employer would be potentially asking an employee to take. That was the first thing I was worried about. The other thing that I was worried about on a personal level was I felt as though I had had to work quite hard during my pregnancy. And I worried that if I had an employee who was very much, oh, I'm not doing that because I'm pregnant, it might cause resentment between me and them because I felt as though I'd sort of had to make those choices and also between them and other vets as well because you sort of have to remember that just because one person's in a different position it doesn't mean that everybody else should have to take on more or work harder or be expected to do more without it being in a balanced way. So on the legal level, the first thing when I knew that it was sort of on the cards, but before Heidi was actually expecting, we actually went to a solicitor for some advice. It was a bit concerning, the advice that we got, really. But I'll just read out the section. He wrote to us and he looked into it. And this is what he said. He said, um, unfortunately, for the reasons discussed, I cannot see how a farm vet attending to a cow or an equine vet attending to a horse could be classed as anything other than a significant risk for the purposes of the pregnancy risk assessment. So that panicked me a little bit, really, because I thought, right, well, does that mean that I'm going to have to put a vet who's pregnant straight on to desk duty right from the minute that she sort of tells me the news right up until she comes back from maternity really which means that then we'd have to pay her her full salary and then also pay a locum vet their full salary and from a business point of view because we were only a small practice that was quite worrying at the time as it all turned out if, if you've got the right people and obviously if the pregnancy goes well that just wasn't an issue because when it did happen to Heidi she came and we sat and we discussed it and that was the absolute last thing that she wanted to do she didn't want to have to be on desk duty for the entire of her pregnancy because she, as she said to me what would I do she said I am a vet I'm good at going out there and doing the practical work on farm I am not good at paperwork I am not good at 
correspondence that is not my strength I would cause hassle in the office I'm better out I like earning fees I'd feel bad that I wasn't earning fees and I want to keep working so therefore we sat down and we worked out we looked at Heidi's attitude to risk and what she thought was risky and what she thought wasn't and where she felt comfortable and we found a balance and again it worked really well and it was interesting for Heidi because there were certain things that she thought she'd be all right with that she wasn't and then vice versa there was things that she was worrying about that she then turned out to be all right with and you just have to be a little bit prepared for that and um, work with it as, as these situations arise yeah no I think the things you're often nervous about um, often don't turn out to be the problems and then other things can really surprise you fully I guess we've got to remember that as the pregnancy progresses things can change quite quickly some weeks it seems to change and then other weeks you know you feel back your normal self so I think being flexible in your approach is really important and having that close relationship which it seemed like you and your employees seem to have which I think is really really important. The other thing I mean I don't know how you were but I found towards the end of the pregnancy I found it that it quite hard work simply because I just felt slow and heavy and not very quick off the mark so I felt a bit like I couldn't get out of the way so easily and that sort of thing I didn't feel so much worried about the fact that because I was heavily pregnant I was going to get more damage but I did feel a little bit as though I was I felt slower on my feet so therefore I was more likely to maybe get bumped or knocked around and then I think because it was in my head a bit it made me a bit slightly more accident prone but I'm not sure I don't know whether it was that I was more accident prone and I got bumped around a little bit more or whether it was just that I would have got that bumped around anyway and I was more aware of it because I was heavily pregnant but either way you just have to adapt and so if there were certain situations where I thought actually that was a bit too much for me today then I wouldn't do it again I wouldn't I'd try not to put myself in that situation again for the rest of the pregnancy and Heidi was exactly the same and you just adapt really but you see other people work find it harder earlier on in the pregnancy because they feel so ill and they're feeling sick and they're very very tired which Heidi was a bit more that way I mean how did you find it? With my first pregnancy I didn't have um, really any sickness in the beginning but it was relatively easy and yes as you get bigger you do have to I think because you are more aware just think well I can't fit through that pothole so I'd have to climb over or can I open that gate and it's interesting that farmers often yeah are more pleased about the news than you think there is still that often gentlemanliness so they do start carrying stuff for you and opening gates which before I guess I sort of fought against going no 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 I'm fine whereas actually when you are at that later stages of pregnancy it's surprising how you quite quickly learn to take up those offers of (laughs) nice world gestures of yes of course you can carry all my stuff for me whereas with my second I think I was tireder at the beginning probably because I was chasing around a toddler anyway so each pregnancy is different for sure and I think from a boss's point of view I just felt as though again I think it's just a common sense thing but the way I looked at it was I wouldn't ever expect Heidi to have done something that I wouldn't have done when I was pregnant and we we do have proper policies as well so for example you know obvious ones like we don't normally send pregnant vets to lambings but I think that if you did have a vet who for example, had had a difficult time in her first pregnancy and therefore was a, a bit more anxious possibly, then I think you have to work with that and you have to just accept it and, and get to her comfort level. And if that comfort level 
is that she wants to go on full desk duties all the way through pregnancy, well then, as a boss, it is your legal obligation to do that. And I think the majority of, of women wouldn't want to because they'd want to carry on working because that's what they do, just like Heidi. There are situations in which that might happen. And I think that as a boss, you need to have that in the back of your mind and be ready for it. I think everyone's stories are different and everyone's pregnancies are, are definitely different. You, you said there about sitting down and going through the risk assessment differently and then staying in touch. About how regularly were you having sort of official meetings or were they just sort of phone call chats? How did you manage to run it in your practice? Yeah, during the pregnancy, it was, it was really exactly the same as I am with my vets generally in that I feel as though if I don't have contact with them for a while I feel as though I need to make contact with them to make sure they're all right so I try especially in the COVID situation I do try to see or talk to all of our vets like once a week because I'm the partner that's responsible for the vets so I do all the appraisals and all that sort of stuff I do do catch-up meetings in between the appraisals anyway and so to be quite honest with Heidi it wasn't very different from normal except that what we talked about I suppose was different so instead of talking about how she's getting on with the other vets and how her workload is and how much fee she's earned this month which is the standard thing or if she's had a difficult client to deal with or stuff like that all we talked about those things but it was all in the context of the fact that she was getting more and more pregnant each time I saw her I don't think I did anything particularly different except that what we focused on really yeah. and we just chatted I think she she just sometimes needed an ear and sometimes some advice so occasionally she'd ring me up and she'd tell me about a circumstance that she'd be in and she'd say so I did this I did that do you think I did the right thing was it the right thing and I think sometimes you know we just need a bit of reassurance don't we that we're not putting ourselves at risk but we're also not irritating the clients or you know being seen to be being over the top so you know it's difficult to get the balance right because at the end of the day I've had two kids so I've done it twice so you don't get much practice do you you just have to do it <laughs> you do just have to do it a bit and I think that being over cautious of particularly how you sit within the the team and how you're affecting the other vets is really important to have that close relationship with your boss and being quite open is really important because I think as the pregnant employee you can often overthink how much of an impact you're having on the rest of the team whereas actually the rest of the team might not necessarily be noticing it but you'll be really guilt tripping yourself over oh I didn't go on that call should I have done it should I have not done it and I think just having yeah. that close relationship is really important I think so and do you know what I think that the time when that becomes more of a problem I think everyone gets quite hung up on the actual pregnancy but if you just think of it from the point of view of say a young male vet who's recently qualified so therefore he's got little experience he's not likely to have a family of his own for example and he's not worked with other colleagues that long from his point of view that pregnancy is only nine months and and to be honest, it doesn't normally become common knowledge till a bit later on. So it's only probably six to eight months out of his life that he hopefully offers to give you support and help you along. And yeah. I think people focus on that. But I think the main time when it can potentially cause a bit more angst and a bit more tension between colleagues is afterwards when you come back from maternity leave because that is a bit more permanent. So you've got kids you have to pick up from nursery. You've got a ridiculous morning because you've got to 
get two different kids to do different places and still get to your first call for 8am and then the nursery will not stay open one minute longer than half past five and then of course they go to school and then you've got school runs and after school clubs and all this sort of stuff that's a common thing and I think it's a balance that has to be really tread very very carefully because I think it's very easy to um, say right well I've got to go at three o'clock because I've got to do the school pickup and then you know whoever happens to be in the practice who doesn't have a family doesn't have children always is the one that gets whatever call comes in after three o'clock and I think as a boss you need to be able to see that to make sure that no one member of staff has been put upon versus another and I think it's a balance that has to be tread very carefully and, and if it does feel that it's going the wrong way it needs to be discussed so for example if you've got a lady who works for you full-time five days a week I think she needs to try and meet you halfway so she needs to maybe do the school pickups two days a week rather than five days a week and try and arrange for somebody else to do it two days a week so that her colleagues can see that she's making the effort and she's not just effectively in inverted commas going off at three o'clock every day and leaving everyone else to pick up whatever's left sort of thing and I think that's really important and I honestly think that people fall into that and then resentment builds up without people realizing I think that coming back to work and how life continues there is quite an interesting part so the return to work I definitely, as an employee, found that quite stressful the first time. How did you go about that, trying to smooth that transition back into work? Me going back to work was also really stressful, but that was an individual's personal circumstance, really. And I had to go back to work and it wasn't ideal. And I would hope that nobody else would have to do what I had to do. And it was a bit rubbish. But when Heidi came back to work, what we did was we planned it. And so she planned how she was going to do it, how the nursery was going to work and who was going to have the baby on what day. And she said, I was thinking that I would leave a late at nursery on such and such a day and Brendan could pick her up on so-and-so a day so I could have two full days a week and this sort of thing. And she she decided to come back only four days a week so that she would always have the Monday off. So she'd have Saturday, Sunday, Monday at home being a mum. And then she could fully focus on Tuesday to Friday being a vet. And that worked really, really well. And I think the fact that she planned it and she discussed it with me, so we worked out the way that would suit her the best, but also would suit the business. And we found that sort of balance, which is sort of what I was referring to before. It worked really well. And it's just communication, isn't it? That's what it is. And you're right, it is quite stressful. And, you know, from my point of view, I was looking at it as she came back from the business point of view and how is it going to affect her availability to the clients and everything. But you've also got to remember that when you've just been off, for six months to a year or whatever being a full-time mum bringing a little baby into the world it's emotionally really hard all of a sudden just having to put this baby in nursery and then go to work it's a really difficult thing to have to do I think it needs to be remembered that it can be a bit of a wrench and then my dad told me a story once about how um he he had a, he's an accountant and he had this accountant lady who worked for him he said she was probably one of the best accountants he's ever employed and he said she went and she, she had a year off of maternity before she went off she was so driven it was unbelievable she came back to work on her first day and she just could not get herself together she just could not be away from this child she just couldn't do it so she left she finished her job and you know that was the best thing for her at that time she came back three days a week another year later 
and that's what suited her so I suppose you've just got to be ready for you know affecting different people in different ways haven't you yeah I think the whole planning I was very set on you know I took nine months off my first maternity and that did work but I think the planning was still quite hard and I didn't do any real kit days or any gradual return which I think was a mistake and a regret for that one Uh, whereas for my second one obviously Covid hit in so it didn't quite go to plan for different reasons but a more gradual return to work and that being open and sharing how you're feeling with the team I think is really important. Kit days and staying in touch is really important because I think some people feel as though they need to be completely away from work, which, and I can see that, but for definitely for me and Heidi anyway, and again, it's a personal thing, isn't it? She wanted to know how things were going and she wanted to catch up and I wanted to know how she was getting on because if her focus was starting to change for whatever reason, the original plan that she'd made, she was thinking of veering away from it you know, for her own personal reasons, then it was good for me to know so that we could adapt. And so that's what we did. And our kit days, she didn't really come to work as such. We just met up. Like the first kit day, she came on a call with me. She brought the baby, came on a call with me. We chatted and then we went for lunch and that was the first one. And then she gradually, each one she did, she did it, it got a bit more work orientated and a bit less baby orientated, I suppose. <laughs> I think the kit days are really useful but I think you can easily fall into the habit of just booking you know some calls in for yourself and going in doing some calls so you get your confidence back on farm but not actually staying in touch with the team which is what they're there for yeah quite I think that's right I mean yeah that we just sort of met up to start with and then she came in with the baby and did a bit of stuff in the office and stuff like that and we just gradually built it up but I remember quite vividly my first day back on farm when I left my little boy at home with my mum I mean I was lucky because I had my mum to help me she had him when I basically went straight back full time but you know some people are really it's an emotional wrench like we talked about earlier but to be honest I quite liked it because it it was I just felt like myself again I got back in my van and I just suddenly felt myself again I felt in control of myself and I felt like I wasn't a slave to this little tiny child that turned my entire life upside down and it gave me some strength back really just feeling familiar I suppose and then I'd go home in an evening and there he'd be my mum would have had him all day and I'd really look forward to seeing him so for me that that was really good I think if I'd stayed at home the whole time I I might have felt as I was losing my own identity to some degree because for me at that time of my life this business was literally everything to me and I think Heidi felt similar she said she felt as though she had some of her better clients that she knew quite well she started doing the odd you know bits and bats for them before she came back officially because they wanted to see her and they wanted to see how she was getting on and and so she gradually got back into it that way and it made her relationship with her clients those particular types of clients anyway it made them stronger really yeah so staying on that what do you think of the positives of employing people that with families or after you've gone through the difficulties of going through the pregnancy stage as an employer obviously there's a lot of risks and a lot of uncertainty there but do you think there are some positives at the end of it oh i definitely do i think there's always the risk that the person might go off have a baby and then 
have a plan just like my dad's accountant lady have this plan and then never come back and as a small business employer it's a difficult one is that because you feel like you've invested in your vet and you've waited for them etc 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 and then you've got to effectively start all over again so I think there's a risk but then there's also a risk if you employ you know a guy doesn't have to take maternity leave and pregnancy necessarily for but he can still take parental leave afterwards he could still suddenly decide that he wants to be the full-time parent and not want to drop his hours or if he doesn't have kids or anything he could suddenly decide he wants to go work in New Zealand and still go so whenever you employ anybody you're taking some sort of a risk but I think that when you employ a lady and you go through a pregnancy with her and then when she does come back on the other side certainly with Heidi anyway it made her more organized because she sort of had to be she's definitely not the most organized person in the world but when all of a sudden when she had to do all this stuff like get Eliza to nursery and pick her up on time and plan where she was going on what day and plan meals and all that sort of stuff she's more organized generally now than she used to be she's got a renewed interest in her work somehow she came back stronger and after she had a second one when she knew she wasn't going to have any more children she's got renewed focus she's got more focus than I think she had before she went off to have a first one and like I said before she's got better relationships with the clients as well some of her bigger clients are even more bonded to her now than they were before and the other thing as well which we always forget to say but in terms of our hours that we work as farm vets so we start early-ish but we finish at four o'clock unless you're on call we finish at four o'clock so you know there's no evening surgery to worry about there's no having to check hospitalized patients in the middle of the night none of that you just you're either on call or you're not and that's it and if you're not you're more or less finished at four o'clock well four o'clock's in the middle of the afternoon you can still get some sunbathing in yeah no i think there are definite pluses to being a farm vet and it's nice to see that some of the employers think that actually having young people with families are seen as a positive as well. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, it is. And do you know what as well? Me and Miles have got two kids, 10 and 6, and then Heidi and Brendan have got two who are 4 and 2. So my 6-year-old is really good friends with the 4-year-old. And on a Friday, just the way that the school runs and nursery pickups and that work, they all end up back here on a Friday afternoon. And especially the two girls, they play and play and play, and they are such good friends. And it's such a nice thing to have them in the office on a Friday afternoon it just just makes everybody smile I don't think we'd want them to be in the office for great amounts of time because they're very noisy but an hour on a Friday afternoon is quite a nice one (laughs) um just one last thing do you do you think you as a boss approached employing a pregnant person differently because you've been pregnant yourself or how do you think maybe if any other fellow bosses are listening and they've just been told that um, an employee is pregnant and they obviously haven't been pregnant themselves, were there sort of three top things you could tell them? Yeah, so for me, actually, going through a pregnancy myself made me more anxious about employing a vet and going through a pregnancy with an assistant vet because of all the legalities and I felt the responsibility. I felt the responsibility for her, but I also felt the responsibility on the financial side for the business. So it was a difficult one, but it was the thought of it which was harder. So now I've actually done it, it's actually nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. So I just think really... Um, the things to think about are don't think that every pregnancy is going to be the same you've got to be ready to adapt I think that's probably the main thing 
And I think that you've got to be also be ready. I think Heidi and I were quite lucky because we've got quite similar attitudes. But I think as an employee, you've also got to be ready for this attitude to risk thing. So somebody else might have a different attitude to risk from what you've got. And if your attitude to risk is quite laid back, which mine is to some degree, and then somebody came who wasn't, it, that might be hard. But I think as an employer, you're the one that's got the responsibility and you're the one that has to put yourself in their shoes and really look at it from their point of view. Um, and then I think you also need to try and get the rest of the staff on board. And the way to do that is to be balanced and make sure that you're seen by all of your staff, not just a pregnant lady, that you're trying to be fair so that you're not putting on other people just because you've got somebody who's pregnant in the team. So I think as long as you seem to, to try to be fair, it means that if ever they have a, a situation or a circumstance where they need a bit of support, that they'll hopefully know that we'll do something, we'll organise it in a way that they'll get it. I think that was really enlightening and thank you for going through those scenarios and stories with us. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate your comments. This podcast only really came about following some great comments after the podcast myself and Jenny Holded about returning from maternity. So your thoughts really do matter. Please get in touch if you've got any comments uh, or any thoughts of any further podcasts. Thank you.